Hey friend, I am coming at you from sunny Southern California. I am chilling with my mom's. I try to take care of her on the regular. She's got Parkinson's. So for any of you on that similar path, I see you, I hear you. And I'm just grateful that I can be able to work from anywhere. You will hear some extra ambient noise. I'm working from the spare bedroom slash office slash bathroom situation. So it's loud. Fucking deal with it. Uh, I have faith that you will not hold it against me or the squeaky doors in the background. And that's what this episode is all about, as per usual, inspired by the many, many conversations I've had with people just like you, business owners, business dreamers, clients, employees, business partners, friends, fellow business owners, etc. And for whatever reason, well, actually, no, not for whatever reason. I think I know exactly what reason, but faith has been coming up a lot. And I think we are in uncertain times, my friend. I mean, really uncertainty is the new normal. And whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, it's uh, August, 2021. And round two of global pandemic is rearing its very ugly head. And businesses are wondering if they're going to have to close. People are wondering if they're going to have to, well, people have recently been forced back to work and are wondering if they're going to get to go back home. And it's, like I said, just the way things seem to be now. And while we all got a hard dose of uncertainty last year, many of us really, really struggled for all sorts of different reasons. And I've always said, you know, small business is the ability to maintain certainty in uncertain times. And what I am really realizing now is faith is greater than certainty. And I want to talk a lot about that. I also just wrote a blog about this. I'm going to hope to not sort of repeat myself, but share more stories and insights here. And, you know, just be a little bit more real. Because uh, faith for me was something that I certainly never aligned with. I was raised by pretty hardcore atheists and anti theists who were also scientists and medical professionals and therapists and very much relied on the data of science to prove the existence of what they perceived to be worthy and factual in their world. And of course, I took this on. And it's funny, I was having a chuckle because I I keep uh, notes for different podcast ideas. And one of the very first ones that I wrote was faith is for pussies. (laughs) And this was actually inspired by a very recent debate with my dad and his best friend, who is a computer scientist and engineer. And they like to do what old rich white men do, which is wax lyrical about all sorts of ridiculous things ad nauseum. And this on this occasion, they were talking about the idiots that believe. You know, it's funny because those idiots are pretty damn happy. And as someone who was raised to question everything and to back up any answer with science and data, I will say that I was pretty fucking miserable. And not just in my own experience, but like to be around as well. (laughs) And I went through a pretty angry, uh, pretty angry phase, I think, as most of us do as teenagers, I was rebelling against uh, a pretty vicious diagnosis and 
treatment experience, blaming, you know, authority and society and Western civilization at large for all of my struggles, something that, you know, comes from such a great place of privilege to even be able to have those complaints. And I 100% recognize that. So as I started to step out onto my own and really explore this idea of just happiness, first and foremost, happiness without being medicated, happiness without being in a victim state and working with therapists and blah, blah, blah. I realized that I didn't really have that much to be super angry and shitty about. (laughs) And despite my best attempts at escaping myself, be it moving overseas or changing careers or creating my own businesses, I was still there and I was still pretty, pretty unhappy. And this is when I started sort of branching out into other healing modalities, got pretty invested into yoga and realized that with a certain level of practice and focus and presence, I was a hell of a lot happier. And again, way much, way more pleasant to be around. (laughs) And this was based off lots of lots of feedback that I got. And I realized through, and I've shared this, this one before, but I was having a conversation with an organizational psychologist and he pointed out that pessimism is just as realistic as optimism. And that was a real aha moment for me. And I think I've, I've, you know, fast forward 10 years, I've leveled up on that particular aha with faith is greater than confidence. Faith is a choice. And we live in very uncertain times when we can choose to believe that it's going to be okay. This all happens for a reason. We always make it work. Things get a lot easier. We're able to tap into that space that feels expansive, that feels creative, that feels like trust. And that's when the really great ideas, the really great solutions are accessible. And when we are constantly battling against everything, creating backup plans for backup plans, and just assuming the worst is always going to happen, we are operating from fear and shit's going to suck. So, You are not taking the road more traveled, my friend. If you're listening to this, you're a trailblazer, you're a rebel, you're a rule breaker, you're starting something new, or perhaps you're well in it. And it's going to be exhausting at times. It's going to be scary as fuck. You're going to have all sorts of foes and trials and tribulations along your hero's journey, and you're going to experience doubt. And in fact, if you're listening to this, you're probably experiencing a ton of disbelief if you can do it, if your business can succeed. And it's not even your own. It's everybody else's. So this is where faith becomes a practice for us. And we have this opportunity, this choice every day and in every moment to choose faith. I started 
this practice after a particularly debilitating depressive episode where I don't think I got out of bed for three weeks. And most people wonder like how the hell I pulled that off. But when you work for yourself and I was at this point in this particular experiencing running a nonprofit arts organization and, you know, the board were all living in very different places around the city and didn't spend a lot of time coming into the space. And I had employees and management and, you know, it, it, for the most part, the day to day could run itself without my being there. And as per usual, I still traveled lots and had multiple jobs and, and income streams. So I would just sort of tell the other one commitment that I was busy at another commitment and would just kind of keep jumping <laughs> that hopscotch, if you will. And I just woke up one day and thought, this is so fucking boring. I am so sick of my own shit. I'm going to stop. And I said it out loud. And then I said it over and over and over again until I did. And the same old battle that I would fight in my head over and over and over again, all day, all night, that exhausted me and kind of kept me hidden from the world. Just that record, that broken record broke. (laughs) And I got up and I took a shower and I went in to work and I felt better. I can't remember if I did anything. Like, I don't think this is a particularly inspirational story here, but I pattern interrupted. And from then on, I actually started with Louise Hayes, uh, she had a whole bunch of like tapes. This was like back in the days of Torrent. So I torrented Louise Hay. Oh God. If she didn't have such a massive publishing house right now, I'd probably feel bad about it. But, you know, I was pretty anti-woo. I was not one to think that mantras and faith and doctrines could offer any relief. And I was pretty invested in disproving all of that which I think is how I tricked myself into testing these affirmations. But I can remember going through them every day as I was getting ready. You know, I I actually set it for my alarm. So I would start listening to these affirmations. She'd recorded a whole bunch of them. And um, like, you know, back in the day when there were CDs. But so I downloaded those torrents and then put them onto like a mini disc player. God, I'm dating myself. And I would, yeah, that would be my alarm when I'd wake up in the morning. And I can remember like fast forward probably a few months listening to the affirmations and looking at myself in the mirror and being in agreement with them rather than things I was trying to convince myself of. They became statements of fact. And it was like, again, an aha moment for me. And from then on out, I realized this is a choice. I started to realize what my own triggers were in terms of my mental health, which were deeply related to my physical health. And then I started to step out my emotional or spiritual health. And it initially looked like a yoga practice and then a meditation practice and then some energy work. And I still, I still have a lot of shame around <laughs> saying all of this. And uh, just between you and me, I'm going to finish out this season with some the business oriented episodes. But I think season two going to be all about DeWoo. Because when I stepped into a place of faith and practicing faith and choosing uncertainty, 
willfully, happily, joyfully, like everything changed. Things got so much easier. I stopped wasting unnecessary energy on backup plans and creating problems just so that I would have to fix them. I started looking for the evidence of my success rather than the evidence for my potential failure. And I got very present because in this moment right now, you're fine. You're doing just fine. You're exactly where you need to be. You're exactly where you're supposed to be at. You're doing everything you need to do. And I just got tired of worrying about what had happened because the only reason that matters is if I'm going to repeat the same shit over and over again, which I'm not because bored. (laughs) My actual favorite though is to make up things that have never happened and worry about them and tell myself that somewhere in this scary future that doesn't exist, these scary things that have never happened will occur. And I should probably invest all of my time and energy into that instead of again, whatever the fuck it is I'm doing right now. So yeah, I had to drop my own shit story and understand wholly that uncertainty is simply the world that we live in. Remember I was talking to my little brother last year and he called me up and was freaking out. He's an ER doctor. So he was right in the thick of it, right on the front lines and hearing all of the scary shit that I think the greater public just never heard. And certainly in his work, we're never, we would never be exposed to what he witnessed and experienced. But before even any of this was going down, he was like, Nicole, you don't understand Everything is going to change. People are going to get sick and people are going to die. And I said, yeah, I mean, that's the reality that we live in. That's the world that we live in. And for most people, that's their, they have an acute version of that every day. So I'm sorry if this is the first time we've all had to face uncertainty, like square on, but You've actually been doing this your entire life. You're really good at it. And it doesn't have to feel torturous. I know it does. But one of the examples I like to use, especially with my clients is, and this is coaching 101, my friend, but thoughts plus feelings plus action equal results. Most of us feel first. And it quite literally is a physical sensation. Our mind then labels those sensations with thoughts. And from there, we tend to step into either a fear-based or consciousness-based experience, a, a negative experience or a positive experience. And that's not to say that fear is, is negative. However, we tend to experience fear and force as such because it's pretty uncomfortable displeasant to both be in, but also to, to witness and be around. And so think about some of these physical symptoms, butterflies in your stomach, your palms are sweaty. Maybe your mouth sweats, or maybe that's just me. (laughs) You get kind of short of breath. Uh, your muscles start to tense up. Now, if you're going on stage and speaking in front of a giant room of people, you might label those physical feelings as nervous. Now, how do you think your actions are going to reflect from a place of nervous? 
you might stutter, you might forget parts of your presentation, you might look at your notes or rely heavily on the tools that you've got. You might forget whole parts. Did I just say that? Did I forget what I just said already? (laughs) You might speak too fast. You might speak too slow, all sorts of things. Now, if you experience those physical sensations, the butterflies in your stomach, sweaty palms, sweaty mouth, shortness of breath, tensing of muscles, and you think, hot damn, I am excited. I cannot wait to get out there. And you'd skip out onto stage, you're clapping, you're running, you're cheering yourself on, and you give the exact same presentation. You might even stutter and stammer your words. You might even forget bits, but you're smiling and laughing the whole way because this is excited. Imagine how the audience is going to respond to the nervous speech and delivery as opposed to the excited speech and delivery. This is where our practice shows up because we always have a choice in every moment and in every experience. And you can label it in a way that is going to limit and keep you safe and keep you small and keep you repeating the same patterns. Or you can try something different and consciously choose the unknown, the uncertainty with excitement, with joy, with ease, with allowing, and you're going to get totally different results. You can do the exact same thing and you can feel the exact same way. But when you label, when you think about what you're going to do from a place of expansion and consciousness and joy, you tap into that trust, you actually create certainty. This is incredibly empowering. This is why people of faith, and there's tons of studies out there. You will hear me say that in these podcasts because I'm not, I actually did look it up (laughs) before we talked. And yeah, there's a million fucking studies. Time Magazine wrote a book called The Science of Happiness and faith makes you happier. And now I'm not saying you need to go believe in some indoctrinated system or some higher power. But what I am saying is faith is empowering. It is a choice and it creates a easier, more enjoyable experience, which I don't know about you, but (laughs) life is hard enough. And again, I say that from so much fucking privilege Like I, I, yeah, I can't speak about anybody else's experiences, but what I will say is that practicing faith, faith in myself, faith in the outcomes available to me, faith in the limitless opportunities that are out there, everything shifted. And I put myself into bigger, scarier places. I took bigger, scarier leaps and I got bigger, better results. I didn't really do things differently. It's not like I worked a lot harder. In fact, I worked less hard. I stress less now. I run around less. I'm much more effective and impactful in everything that I do because I choose faith first. And a really fun question I've been playing with 
recently is if I guaranteed your success before you started, what would that shift? If I promised you that you're going to be successful with your next big thing or this next conversation or the negotiation or the hire, whatever it might be, the investment, the risk, it's going to work out exactly the way that you need it to. Would that change the way that you approach this opportunity or this challenge? That's what we want. We want these guarantees that don't exist. But if you look back on everything you've ever done, you made it work. This is where 2020 hindsight comes from. You make it work. Even the biggest, most embarrassing fuck ups, you somehow turned it around. (laughs) The evidence for your success is a very long list. And when you build that list and you reflect back on that list regularly, you will grow your confidence, but more importantly, you'll grow your faith. Yes, we filter for problems. That's how we learn to survive. Our brains are hardwired for it because we create these patterns, which then enable us to find solutions, which then enable us to avoid the problem in the first place. It's evolution. When you are trying to create new levels of success, when you're building your business out, when you're targeting new customers or new markets or creating new products or partnering with new people or investing in new technology or resources or whatever it might be, you're stepping into the uncertain. You have to. You haven't done it before. There's no way for you to know how or when this is going to go, when or how this is going to (laughs) go. And if you're not comfortable with uncertainty, this experience is going to be excruciating. So how do you build faith? It's very similar to trust. It's one, one small step at a time. And the first, the first step is faith in you. You've already bet on you. Again, you're a visionary, you're trailblazing, you're doing something different. That's why you're listening to this. You're breaking the rules. There is no blueprint. (laughs) There are no roads where we're going. So yeah, this is, this is your new normal by building this muscle, just like you would any other, a little bit of repetition, a little bit of resistance, (laughs) a little bit of practice, your faith will grow and like test this, apply this to your day to day and see what happens. I think for me, the reason faith has been such a game changer is because it enables you to make fast and impactful decisions. Now we make thousands upon thousands of decisions all day, every day. I mean, you'll hear some of the the biggest leaders in our pop culture would wear the same outfit every day or eat the same meals every day, just to reduce some of the decision makings that they, they engage in because they're, they make so many decisions that impact so many people's lives every day. And that, you know, we don't think about like brushing our teeth or um, the commute to our workplace or the phone numbers that we're dialing or how our iPhone works or how our computers work. Like we engage in faith with all of these activities, these automatic activities all day, every day. And these are, these are decisions that we're making and they, they're not really impactful. You know, if I'm going to wear like the white shirt or the black shirt today, or if I'm going to brush my teeth before or after I have my coffee, like these, these don't really matter. And we, and we make thousands of these decisions. 
Now, the decisions that do really matter, the big investments, the big risks, the big leaps, the big shifts, the big changes, you know, hiring or firing someone, investing in that big piece of technology, doing a huge product or purchase outlay, creating a whole new training, starting a new partnership, ending a partnership, that big negotiation, saying no to a client, customer, buyer about taking money. (laughs) We can belabor these big impactful decisions for so long, they lose their oomph. When we lack faith, it feels almost impossible to make big decisions. And when we practice and have faith, we know that we can't fuck it up because whatever decision we make is going to move us closer to our destination. And if at any point we can just make another decision to course correct, and in fact, the faster and more impactful decisions that can be made, the quicker you're going to get to where you want to go. So that's why I'm such a huge fan of faith now. Also makes things easier, makes me happier. I'd be really curious to know how faith plays out for you. And I think, I think that's all I got. So faith, faith is not for pussies. Faith is actually for the brave. Faith is a choice and uncertainty. It is creating certainty and uncertainty. And if you're in small business, you best get good at that because we live in very tumultuous times and we have a pretty short rope, the most of us. So I choose faith. I choose to live in a world where I am in control of my own success and I step it out by taking one, one, uh, faithful journey after another. And it, you know, what I would say to my 18 year old punks rock, super angry, shitty self is I would rather live in a world where there is a little bit of magic and a little bit of faith than one where everything is just fucking chaos and pointless and war. So yeah, meet me on the other side, friend. Things are probably going to get a little bit crazier (laughs) as I step into my full blown woo but it's gotten way more fun. And the more I play with it, the more I test it, the more effective it is. I can literally change my entire experience in a moment by stepping into that place of faith and trust and belief and just having fun. So you know where to find me. Text me any cues. I'll give you some A's. 720-704-4865. You can participate with other small business owners and get some learning and some connection at the Biz Inc. and in the container. Um, find me on NicoleBZ.com or all socials at the BZ channel. Can't wait to see you there. Sending you all the best. Be well, friends.